What is going on, everybody? We're back with episode 17 of the R City podcast. It's getting to that point. Spring training right around the corner. Lots of news going on around Major League Baseball. But this episode, I want to specifically talk about one thing, and that is the Houston Astros. I mentioned it at the end of the last episode that I wanted to touch on it. And if you remember, I said that it's probably blown over by now. It clearly has not. If any of you have seen the news headlines regarding the Astros situation, lots of drama going down, including three managers out of a job, as well as another GM, and potentially the reputation of a whole franchise has been completely tarnished. So we're going to dive right into it. So for those of you who haven't seen the Astros situation... I don't know if you have briefly touched on it, how much you know about it, but here's what I know on it. So the Astros were in trouble back in 2017 for stealing signs. What I've read is that they had a camera in center field that would point onto the catcher and they they would interpret their gestures towards the pitcher telling them what pitch to throw. That would be then sent down to the Astros dugout, which I don't know to the effect of how true it is, but there was banging on trash cans and all sorts of stuff to relay to the hitters what was coming for them, what was coming to them, whether it was a fastball changeup, high, low, whatever it may be. And the Astros were in trouble for that because of how they did it in the World Series. Now, how this all came to light, there was rumors about it going on and all that during the World Series in 2017 between the Astros and Dodgers. There was apparently what they're quote-unquote calling on social media a whistleblower that said, yes, the Astros did this. That person was Mike Fires, former Astros pitcher, now with the Oakland A's. If you remember, had the peculiar-looking facial hair design earlier this year. But Mike Fires was apparently the one that came forward and said, yes, the Astros did this, and which launched MLB to go into a full-blown investigation over it. Now, during that investigation, they re- eventually released a report on what was going on. It was a nine-page report that said, yes, the Astros did this. There is proof the technology was used and all of this stuff. Which ended up, this is where the big news comes in from it. Besides the fact that this is one of the biggest scandals in baseball history, the Astros, or originally MLB suspended Astros general manager Jeff Lunau and their manager AJ Hinch for the entire 2020 season. That was the extent they were suspended. The Astros lost. A couple draft picks, They, I believe it was their first two draft picks in 2020, and then their first two draft picks in 2021, and then they were also fined the league maximum, which was $5 million. That wasn't enough. Um, Astros owner Jim Crane took it the next step up and relieved both Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch of their duties. They are no longer with the organization. And the Astros will be looking 
for a new manager and general manager for the 2020 season. Also, as an effect with this, the Red Sox are now out their manager. Alex Cora was relieved of his duties in Boston. For those of you who don't know, Alex Cora served as the bench coach for the Astros during that 2017 season. His name was brought up in the report. There was potentially involvement with Cora. And then he was relieved of his duties in Boston. So now the Red Sox are looking for a manager. And just when things were looking great for the Mets, a problem that wasn't their problem, they weren't involved in, somehow looped around back to them. Carlos Beltran and the Mets mutually agreed to part ways as a result of this incident. Beltran was a player for the Astros during that 2017 season. However, his name was brought up in the report, which could signify potential involvement or knowing about it, etc. So they really, they agreed, the Mets and Carlos Beltran agreed to part ways. So until yesterday, the Mets were also out a manager. We'll talk about the Mets' new manager and all that in a little bit. But I wanted to talk in this episode. So that's all everything that happened. I waited to record this because I wanted to see if any more would come from it. or And I was also trying to wait it out for the Mets to get a new manager which thankfully happened yesterday. The Red Sox and Astros, though, still do not have one as we are quickly approaching the time for pitchers and catchers to report for spring training. So mostly I want to talk about my thoughts on it. I've seen a lot of people people and players, ex-players and current players on social media who have been very vocal against it. Uh, Mike Clevenger of the Indians saying that he'd rather face someone who's taking steroids then face someone who's uh, knows what's he's throwing at him. I've seen that the LA City LA City Council wants M- MLB to strip the Astros of their World Series title and give it to the Dodgers. There's been all sorts of craziness going on. The one, so my thoughts on this are: yes, I am against cheating in this whole scandal continuously. But the one problem I have with it is the Mets and Carlos Beltran. So clearly, this was a Houston Astros problem. Andy Martino said this on SNY earlier when Beltran was first relieved of his duties. He, um, this was a Houston Astros problem, which then, because of Alex Cora, also became a Boston Red Sox problem which also then led to, because of Carlos Beltran, became a New York Mets problem. And that's where I have my problems with it. Beltran, whether he knew about it or not, and the extent of what he knew, he was a player during this time. Now he was a manager. What my problem is that Beltran, I don't want to say... I don't want to say got fired or quit. It was a mutual agreement to part ways. I don't know the extent of what was said between Brody, Jeff, and Carlos. But I know that if one player is being quote-unquote disciplined because of this, then in my opinion, the entire Astros team should be punished. And when I say that, I mean it's either one, it's either all the players get punished 
or none of the players get punished. So obviously, the players had to have known about it because of the reports of the banging on the trash can and knowing the signs and all that. And if Beltran's name was mentioned in this report and he was a player during that time, obviously the players knew. So if Beltran's the only player from this 2017 team that's being, quote-unquote, again, disciplined from it, that's where I think it's kind of unfair. I mean, obviously MLB can't suspend an entire team for a season. They just won't and they can't afford to do that. But considering the fact that Beltran was just a player, it seems since he was the only player to get in trouble with it, it just, to me, it seems like it's unfair. I know Beltran said he didn't want to be a distraction to the team. He didn't want reporters asking him nonstop throughout the season about 2017 as opposed to what's going on with the Mets currently. I know that uh, probably people would think that he would try his, or this the sign-stealing things with the Mets, as, to, as many people thought Alex Cora did with the Red Sox in 2018. I mean, it's a whole, it's a giant mess. And it was honestly, last week when this was all going down, it was probably one of the most disappointing, I mean, I tweeted this too, it was probably just one of the saddest weeks ever for baseball. You saw four guys lose their jobs and one, and one organization have their reputation tarnished for Ever, I also wondered, or I talked about it in one of my art, my latest articles. That what, how are the fans? If you're an Astros fan right now, how do you respond to this? Do you still support your team? Do you show up to the ballpark every day? Do you watch them on TV? Are you still cheering for them? Are you booing when they're announcing their opening day lineup? What are you doing? That's what I want to know. I went hunting around on social media and I could not find. Astros fans, anyway, they were very quiet <laughs> during this whole thing. Astros fans have not been, or at least from what I've seen, I have not seen much from the Astros fan base. I'm curious to see how they go about this. I mean, if you're a fan of a team, let's say this something like this happened with the Mets. It's a tough situation as a fan to be put into. You know, your team won its first World Series ever. You're in position to win and continue to win for years to come. And then you get in trouble for sign stealing. And it's it would be a tough thing to see your team have to go through. I mean, sign stealing obviously isn't the problem. It's Sign stealing itself is like an ethical thing. Like it's just one of those things like you don't do. It's kind of like a scummy thing to do, but if you do it, you do it. What got the Astros in trouble is that they used technology to do that, which is what's against the rules. In MLB's rules, you cannot use technology in any way, shape, or form, especially to the use of stealing signs from your opponents. So that's basically what's going on. It's tough to watch, as not just as an Astros fan, if you're an Astros fan at home, but baseball fans in general to see all this happening four guys losing their jobs, it's a domino effect. You know, one guy gets affected, then next thing you know, everybody's going down. I mean, obviously, there's probably some speculation as to why more Astros coaches and staff weren't 
uh, quote or won't weren't interviewed about it or weren't disciplined for it unless Hinch and Jeff Lunau were the only people involved. But those were the names mentioned, so those were the names that were in trouble with Major League Baseball. And now we have, I'd say this version of, or the modern day version of the Black Sox scandal. Now I know each scandal itself, the Black Sox scandal and the sign-stealing scandal happened in two completely different time periods. Were two, like the, they were completely different as to what happened. But in terms of how significant and how huge this scandal is, I would say this is the modern day version of that. But I want to know what you guys are thinking too. I want you to let me know down below. Listen on social media your thoughts of the Astro scandal. But in light of this, now the Mets have a manager vacancy. Now, obviously no Mets fan wants to see no manager at the helm with less than a month until pitchers and catchers have to report. Now, when this first happened, when Beltran first said, I'm out, Beltran and the Mets are like, I'm done, the first name that I saw being brought up was Luis Rojas. Luis Rojas, 38 years old, been in the organization for 13 years, has managed and coached all the way up through the minor leagues, spent 2017 and 18 as a manager with Binghamton, where Pete Alonso had his breakout started to break out into what he is today. He spent last season and was going to spend this season as the Mets quality control coach. But now, Luis Rojas is your new manager for the 2020 New York Mets. That is right. It is Rojas taking the helm. Other names that were brought up were first base coach Tony DeFrancesco and uh, new Mets bench coach Hensley Mullins, who was with the Giants last year, now with the Mets. The Mets wanted to go, at least this is how I saw it, they wanted to go with an internal hire, considering how close they are to the season. I I also agree with them if this is the way they decided to do it, to go with an inside hire, someone who knows their plan for 2020, is already familiar with the players and all that. And those three guys have been there, they've been in the organization, or they've been with the team this whole off season, so that way they're familiar with the players and they're familiar with how they want everything to go. So that's why I felt like having the internal hire was the better option. Obviously, Eduardo Perez was another name that was brought up. There was other names brought up. Um, the Pirates' new manager, Derek Shelton, was brought up. This was before he got hired by Pittsburgh in the initial uh, interview. There were plenty of names floating around, but the Mets went with Luis Rojas as their guy. I think it was a great, great hire by the Mets. Players were very excited to see this happening. Uh, you, If you saw um, some of them on social media, Pete Alonso saying he was super stoked, Stroman saying he loved the hire, Jeff McNeil saying one of the best guys to be around. There's a lot of hype with Rojas. And I'm fully expecting a great. I'm expecting a good showing from him. I know he's never managed at the major leagues. He's never played in the major leagues. But he does have that baseball experience. He does have that organizational experience. He knows what's going on. I think he definitely has control of the Mets clubhouse. And this is a team that's ready to win and win now and win in the future.
And with Rojas at the helm, I think the Mets are confident in who they got leading the way. I also feel that if having a first-year or first-time manager is what the Mets are comfortable with going with, then I feel like that's the way they need to do. I know Dusty Baker was a name that was brought up, same with <clears throat> excuse me, Buck Showalter. But they went with, obviously, Mickey Callaway, first-time manager. They went with Beltran, first-time manager. And now they're going with Luis Rojas, first-time manager. So the Mets are clearly comfortable with going with a little bit more of the inexperienced. But they're going with someone that has won over the clubhouse already before even starting and someone who knows how the organization is and how they want the culture to be. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. I mostly wanted to talk about, obviously, Luis Rojas, but I mostly wanted to talk about Houston Astros' scandal, the sign-stealing scandal of 2020. It's finally come to light. I want to know your thoughts again. Make sure you're commenting and all that down below. Let us know what you're thinking about the whole Houston Astros situation. Make sure you're giving us a like, following us on social media, subscribing, and telling everyone about us and help us grow to be the best that we can be. That's all we want from you. That's If you have any comments, questions, concerns, leave them down below. We hope you enjoyed this episode. In our next episode will most likely be around the time spring training starts getting underway, or at least that's what I'm aiming for. So we hope to see you then. We for episode 18. In the meantime, this concludes episode 17 of the Our City Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Let's go Mets.